This is the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Hello, hello, and welcome to this very special episode of the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm your host, Laura Bellata, matchmaker and founder of singleinthecity.ca. Valentine's Day is fun, but how do we make this something that we celebrate every day of the year? Wow, we're going to be chatting about this with my guest and good friend, Ms. Annie Parker. Yes, she's back in studio. She's back in town. Annie, how's it going? Good morning. I'm so excited to be here. I know I I, I like uh, I just it's early for Annie right now, but um, she's like, no, I'll do it. I'll do it. I think I'm more tired than you are this morning, Annie. <laughs> And Annie's a celebrity energy reader and healer and IFBB bikini pro with a master's in nutrition. Now, with Valentine's Day just around the corner, now is the perfect time to talk about keeping the romance alive and making our relationships even stronger. And we all know that, you know, that initial spark of love can be intense, but how do we keep that flame burning bright? Um, you know, relationships, they tend to get stagnant. So I think it's important to keep things alive, keep things spicy by introducing new activities and experiences in your relationships. So that's what we are going to talk about today with Ms. Annie Parker. And uh, yeah, so let's get going. Um, so how about this, Annie? We'll get started with this. It all starts with us. We need to take care of ourselves. Uh, because when we're healthy, we feel good about ourselves. Uh, we can also take care of our partner. So Annie, because you're a nutritionist as well, how important is it to eat right, to stay fit and to sleep well? Because I, you know, a healthy body results in, results in a healthy mind. And that clearly reflects in your relationship. Absolutely, Laura. This is so important. And, and even for myself, as a fitness professional, I remember one time with, with a partner where I wasn't feeling my best and I wasn't feeling spicy at that time. I didn't necessarily, because I was feeling insecure about myself, I didn't want my partner to see me naked or, you know, I wasn't comfortable just being myself, right? And that's exactly where you want to be. So the more you are working on yourself, working out, you know, getting your sleep, maybe a little meditation and eating healthy, you know, people that are really taking care of themselves, eating well and working out all of those things, you know, your endorphins are higher, your your hormones are more balanced, and you're going to feel damn good walking around naked in front of your partner. So absolutely crucial to keeping things spicy. I think we've all been there, though, too, with the feeling uncomfortable around our partner. Um when we're not feeling that great about ourselves. I mean, I've been there several times as well. And, and it does make such a difference when you do feel good about yourself. So I've been trying to meditate more often. And sometimes I'm like, I think to myself, am I actually meditating? Like, because I know that you're really good at it, Annie. Like, how do I know that I'm actually in a meditative state? <laughs> like, I don't know. That's a great question, Laura. And I get that a lot. And I think we overcomplicate pretty much everything in life, right? So like literally meditation is just the moments you take for yourself. I always had a hard time 
you know, feeling like I needed to silence my mind. You know, people talk about meditation as in having to silence your mind. That's pretty much impossible for a lot of people, especially with ADHD and all of those things, (laughs) you know, and, and we're so overstimulated. We got our phones, our laptops, everything going on. So, you know, my favorite thing to do is to either take those moments to meditate in the shower Right. And I I kind of consider that a little cleanse of my energy as well as my body, Um, a little hygiene for your energy Um, or going for a walk, even a 10 minute walk. Like, you know, I always tell people, if you work an office job, take a little part of your lunch break, not the whole thing. And just like walk around the parking lot or walk around the building, because those few minutes where you can just kind of shake off, walk off other people's energy, because if you think about it, we have other people's opinions and uh, like the internet's opinions and ideas of what life is supposed to be and all of this stuff coming at us 24 seven now. And all meditation really needs to be is you coming back to your own ideas and your own thoughts about who you are at your core, right? Getting into a vibration that's solely yours and not everyone else's. And, and that's so important because I feel like we're just kind of taking on and absorbing outside energies and outside, you know, thoughts, feelings, opinions all the time. So to get back to the core of who you are and what you feel and like really kind of start to feel your own flame and what you think about things, what you feel about things, even if it's just for 10 minutes a day in the shower or on a little walk, it's, it's really, it really adds a lot of value to your life. All right. Well, maybe I'm not doing it right. Cause all I'm doing when I'm meditating is just trying to get, um, not think about anything but my breath. <laughs> and then and that works too. Like, but they, I do float off sometimes because then yeah. I come back down to reality and go, Oh, what was I just thinking about? And then I don't, remember what I was thinking about. So maybe I was meditating. Hmm. Absolutely. And guided meditations, you can, I started out with guided meditations, listening to someone else's voice, mm-hmm. you know, do affirmations and things like that. That's an excellent way to do it. If you feel like you're having a hard time or, you know, like Esther, Jerry, Abraham Hicks says, listen to the air conditioner, you know, just focusing on the sound of the air conditioner or a fan. Oh no. I lived with a boyfriend that had a blaring air conditioner in my ear every single night. It was like, this loud <laughs> I actually got used to it after a while, but it was quite annoying. Mm-hmm. I do not miss that. Okay. Which uh, leads me us to our next thought. And that is spending quality time together. So you can meditate together. This is something that I, I want to do with Dave, which is my boyfriend. Um, Cause he doesn't, I don't know if he be- doesn't believe in meditation, but I, every time I ask him about it. He just, it's not something he wants to um, dive into. So, but spending quality time together, I think is really important. Date nights are good. Um, but, you know, it's important to also spend quality time without any intrusions or distractions, meaning putting away your phones, like setting a time, like maybe every night, an hour or so, where you do put away your phones and, you know, you give yourselves the undivided attention that your relationship needs. So what do you think about that? I love that because I actually think there's a really big difference between spending time together and spending quality time together. Mm -hmm. You know, people will sit there and I remember, you know, sometimes we would just be, my ex-husband loved sports. So I'd be sitting next to him wanting to spend quality time or he wanted me sitting next to him, but he was just watching the game. I had no interest in the game we're not talking, <laughs> right? Where yeah. he's focused on the game and I'm reading a book. Like you may consider that quality time because I do appreciate those moments where you can be next to a person and not have to speak. 
But like you said, that uninterrupted time, whether it's bedroom time, whether, yeah, you're out for a walk, whether you're out, yeah, like go to a park and anything really, it's, it's really just the time you spend together. And I even, even if I'm on a first date with someone, Laura, I really do my due diligence of not having my phone in hand present, not looking at it, nothing like that during a date. So whether it's my, whether it's not my partner, I'm on a first date or whether it is my partner of 10 years, like I don't want to be with you at dinner or any other time staring at my phone. I see that all the time in restaurants and things like that. And I get it. Everyone's busy, but there needs to be set aside time, whether it's like every Friday night or whenever where you are just the two of you connecting and that's it. But some people have kids, so that's hard to do. I mean, you can you can leave the phone on, but you can tell when people are just scrolling on their phone. There's a huge difference between leaving your phone on in case of emergency or in case something's needed. So you can hear it if someone's messaging you and, you know, just kind of mindlessly scrolling while you're at the table with someone. Yeah, we were doing that last night. And then finally I said, can you put away your phone and I'll put away my phone and we can watch a movie. Okie dokes. <laughs> I love that. That's perfect. Yeah. Right. Cause it can get annoying too sometimes. All right. Also giving your partner space and having your space. Oh, I think this one is so, so important. You know, being in a relationship doesn't mean that you have to be with your partner 24 seven. You, you know, you are two separate individuals who need your own space, you need your own freedom, you know, so hang out with your friends, pamper yourself at the spa, just spend time by yourself reading a book or watching TV, and then let your partner do the same thing. You guys can have a break. Okay. It's, it's healthy. Absolutely. I actually, you know, I really am not one of those people. And I know you're not either Laura mm -hmm. that, you know, just abandons all friends when you get into a relationship. <laughs> no, one of, one of my favorite things is to still maintain girls weekends, little mini trips. You know, one of my girlfriends has been married for over 10 years. She's on that mini trip with us. You know what I mean? Like it, again, it doesn't matter if you've been together five minutes or 10 plus years making carving out time for the people that have been in your life the people that support you and also like you said yourself you know taking a little spa day on your own or something like that because those times are so important not just with your friends and your family but with yourself to just do things that you enjoy because let's face it there are going to be things that you enjoy that your partner doesn't. And that kind of gives a little space for you guys to miss each other, even if it's just for a day or a weekend or, you know, part of a week that you do a little mini vacay or a staycay. Staycays are fun too. Right. And I think it's important to keep and maintain your own identity. Like we are here for a purpose and that purpose is to live the life that you are meant to live. So don't let anybody ever stand in the way of doing what you love because you're going to resent them. And life is way too precious and short to waste it. Like, you know, not doing what you absolutely love. So I love all this. It's time for a quick break. And after the break, we're going to be sharing some great ways to spice things up. Stay with us. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. You're listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata. 
listening to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 Toronto. I'm Laura Velada, joined by my special guest tonight, Ms. Annie Parker. She's back in studio, getting back to our chat on how to keep the spice in your relationship alive. All right, next one uh, is making small sacrifices. And I'm talking about small things like stepping out of your comfort zone sometimes. And for example, let's say your partner loves to go hiking, right? Like, do that with them, you know, because I think sometimes like you are showing your partner that you care, um, you're willing to, you know, step outside your comfort zone to join him or her on an adventure, even though like, you know, you're not really interested because then they're going to be pleasantly surprised. And you're also engaging in an activity together. And I feel like you do need to do things together. And you know what, you're not always going to be on the same page with things. But for example, like right now, you know, with my relationship, I love going on hikes. I love walking. My partner doesn't like doing that so much, but every once in a while, he'll get out of his comfort zone and just, I know he kind of drags his feet a little bit, but he does it <laughs> because I like it. And so I think that's so important. What, what do you think, Annie? <laughs> I actually had flashbacks <laughs> as you were saying this, because um, I had said, you know, my ex-husband was a sports fanatic and he he really loved baseball. And baseball to me is the longest sport. <laughs> it just lasts hours. And he used to want to go to Yankees games all the time. He had season tickets. And normally he'd go with his boys and go have fun, you know, but he he often wanted me to go. And I remember the few times that, yeah, I kind of made that sacrifice of my Friday night and, and spent the hours at the ballpark and look, the energy there, the food, all of it can be really fun. But I, I, you know, I remember not particularly wanting to go, but he really enjoyed it when I went, you know, and um, I think when there's something that your partner is really passionate about, and I'll be honest, there were times I really got into it. I really got into, you know, all this stuff, like aside from the baseball game, the cheering, the chanting, the songs, the little games that they would play, like I, I actually did have fun. You know what I mean? So when you do step outside your comfort zone, you could actually be surprised how enjoyable it actually is, even when it's something you don't really want to go to. Right. Yeah, exactly. And but I can't see you at a ball game for four hours because you don't drink and it, that would be boring. <laughs> honestly I really I, I got I got into I think booze like, helps yeah, people watching yeah booze helps keep you there but four <laughs> hours without drinking sitting in a ballpark eating junk food meh. <laughs> okay our next point is expressing your love often okay now I know you guys love each other well but make it obvious um and more than just by your actions like tell them often right I, I feel like it rekindles your love it's a reassurance to your partner. Um, so don't stop expressing your love for your partner. And, you know, tell them that you love them. You never know when it's going to be the last day that you're going to see them. And I hate to say that, but you just never know. So just express your love to your partner often, because I feel like it strengthens their trust in you. How do you feel about that, Annie? You know, like, I, I don't want to hear it. I want to hear my partner tell me that they love me, but I want them to be genuine about it. I don't want them to be like, you know, we had an argument the other couple of weeks ago with Dave and he's because he always says, I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. I love you. Bye. I, I say, babe, if you're going to say I love you, can you just say it like you mean it or just 
don't really say it because the way he would say it, and, and that's how he says it to this, his kid, right? I love you, bye. I love you, bye. I love you, bye. <laughs> but I, I mean, and maybe I shouldn't, you know, come down on him. I really didn't come down on him, but I just said, babe, like, just, you know, can you say it like you mean it? So now he actually takes the time to look at me and say, babe, I love you. You know, there's a difference, I think. There is a difference. And I love Dave. <laughs> I love you, bye. I love you, bye. Right? <laughs> but that's, that's how, you know, that's how my parents and I have always talked to each other. You know, that's, that's how we get off the phone with each other. And I do understand that it becomes like, typical, you know, that's, that's what you say to the people you love. And it's, you know, you always say it to them, but sometimes, yeah, it is a little bit rushed. So I, I love Dave for the fact that he always really takes into account what you say and, and makes the effort to really work on things. So that's really nice in a, in a partner for sure. Laura got a good one, but mm-hmm. I think I, I didn't really realize, honestly, um, how, how much men actually need those words of affirmation and people in general, because words of affirmation, isn't necessarily one of my top love languages. You know, I'm a pretty confident person. Like I can, I normally, especially because I can read energy, I can feel people's emotions so I can sense it with their actions, you know, their, their energy, all of that. So words of affirmation have never been a huge deal to me, but the older I get, the more I see like you know, if you don't give it to your partner, they will go fishing for it. And and then it becomes kind of sad because you don't want your partner fishing for, I love you or a compliment or, you know what I mean? Something like that from you. So even if you are out of practice with words of affirmation and, and like those kind words and I love yous and things like that, like get into practice, you know, your, your partner, a lot of times they, they need that just even to make them smile. I, you know, most people want to make their partner smile throughout the day. I remember one of my favorite couples, they would write each other a little post-it note every morning and leave it somewhere for that one another. So and literally they never missed a day. And then um, they would always take a picture of the post-it note and, and post it on social media for other people to every kind single of day. Um, not every day, but like some of the cuter ones, they would, they would post it, you know, on their Instagram. And it really does inspire people to be like, you know what, that's such a cute idea. Maybe I'll adopt that. That is a cute idea. I may adopt that too. And talking about words of affirmation, how about satisfying your partner's ego and complimenting your spouse with the things that you like about them or things that you like in them? I love compliments. And again, words of affirmation is not my top love language either, but I think compliments are necessary. Tell them how good they look or how sweet they speak. You know, it's going to boost their confidence. It's also going to make them love you more than ever because you're thinking of them and you're, you know, acknowledging them, you're appreciating them. Like, I just love it. Keep the compliments flowing, please. (laughs) Makes them feel special too. And who doesn't love a compliment? And uh, not only that, but, but literally you attract more bees with honey. So, you know, I I always tell people if there's something you want, right. You want your partner to take out the trash, you know, instead of being like, Oh, I really wish you would take out the trash, (laughs) you know, kind of switching that around and being like, I really loved seriously. I will tell you guys if I can give you any gem for your partnership, it is that appreciation goes a long way. Mm-hmm. If you can turn that, oh, I hate that you didn't take out the trash to thank you so much for taking out the trash last week. That, that really made me so happy. I love that you did that. 
that is going to spark something in their brain to make you that happy again and do it more. So if you can do that with the little things that you notice them doing, you know, and it starts by noticing the fact that they did it in the first place. Right. But then acknowledging and appreciating, then they're going to do more of it. It's, you know, our brains are not that complicated sometimes. (laughs) I totally agree. I think we need to argue less and listen more. And as you're well into your relationship, I think that, you know, you take it for granted sometimes and you even give that deaf ear to your partner. So make it a habit of listen, listening actively, right? When you they are talking to you, when you're talking to them and try arguing less, just like with the advice that you just gave. And it's it's the, our tone that we use too. Um, and so have a conversation about it. You know, something's bothering you, bring it up. Um, and have a conversation about it rather than pointing the finger and, you know, jumping the gun and just getting all irate and irritated. And then by doing that, you're showing that you respect and care for your partner as well. Not only that, but nothing takes the spice out of a relationship more than bringing resentfulness to bed. Mm-hmm. If you're if you're annoyed about something during the day, you're not going to want to be getting freaky at night. You know what I mean? So. Some people, well, wait, some people do. Well, (laughs) I'm not that person, but some people are. Some people actually fight and argue so that they can have better sex. I, there's a, there's a little bit of a difference between, you know, getting in a fight with your partner and just being angry about something they did and not speaking up about it and harboring that resentfulness. And then, you know what I mean? That's there, there were, yeah, it's kind of two different things because yes, people can spark arguments normally around jealousy or things like that to spark the bedroom later. But yeah, I mean, like a lot of times people, people get annoyed about something and actually won't resolve it and fight it out. Sometimes it's better to fight it out because yeah, at least then you can have some, some good makeup sex, but like literally some people hold on to those feelings, bring it to bed with you. And then those just start to fester and and nothing's going to dim your light more than letting things like holding on to everything and letting it fester. Yeah, I totally agree. Now, because uh, you were you brought up love languages um, and we got into the words of affirmation, but there are like five love languages. And so um, how we describe love languages are basically we all have this emotional love tank that needs to be filled on a regular basis Uh, because basically, guys, it's what fuels our soul. Okay, and so when it's full, you know, this love tank, you're you feel better about yourself and everything around you. And then when it's empty, you're cranky because you're not getting your emotional needs met. So I think it's important to learn your partner's love language, okay? There's words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, physical touch, and quality time. You can also look them up and learn what your partner's love language is. We usually have a primary, also a secondary, and do more of what they need and want from you in that relationship to feel love. So mine is acts of service uh, primarily and, uh, and, and physical touch. I need someone to touch me touch me often. If you're not touching me, then I'm cranky because I I just, I need that touch in order to be happy. And what about you, Annie? I think yours is acts of service as well. We've talked about this. We love it when guys do things for us, (laughs) make our lives easier. Yeah, that's, that's exactly why I said mine are exactly the same as yours. Uh, Physical touch and acts of service. I don't even know which is primary and secondary because both are really Quite, quite equally important to me. Yeah. Because I mean, 
honestly, one of the, one of the fastest ways, you know, that your relationship is going downhill sometimes is you're not sleeping with each other. You're not intimate with each other. And to me, that is a huge indicator that something is very wrong and something needs to be fixed immediately. Right. If you're not, if you're no longer regularly intimate with each other, especially if you used to be, you know, um, and yeah, like I'd mentioned, taking out the trash, that was very specific to me because <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> makes me happy. <laughs> Absolutely. So those two are really important because to me, it really is the little things, right? I really do appreciate the little things that people do. And I know you do too, Laura, because, you know, Laura's the first one to be like, oh, you know, he shoveled my driveway today or he put washer fluid. In yeah. Yeah. It's really, it's adorably sweet, but like I said, appreciation goes a long way. So. Right. And then also touching more because, you know, we're on that topic, physical touch, whether it's kissing, hand holding, hugging, cuddling. I mean, they are sure to steam up your relationship. So include physical touch in your everyday routine, no matter what it is. Now, listen, you may have a partner that doesn't want to be touched and you want to be touched, well, you should sort this out before you walk down that aisle, okay? How do you feel about public displays of affection, Annie? I mean, some people like it and some people don't. Um, now, what if? What do you think? Like, what if your partner likes it, but you don't like it? Like, do you think there's a common ground? You can find a common ground? I think so. And I, I think, honestly, there's there's a time and a place and there's definitely an amount and, you know, just to keep it classy, even, you know what I mean? Like, I actually think it's super sexy to be so into each other that you just like, you know, even if you're out in public, you almost want to go find like a secret place and rendezvous. <laughs> I get that. And I love that. You know what I mean? And, and look, I remember going to Paris for the first time when I was like 21 and seeing people making out in the middle of the restaurant and going, like what the f what's going on here but that <laughs> that is part of their culture you you make out right in the restaurant at your table you know so i think i was a little closed minded to it when i was younger but as i get older it's like as long as you can keep it classy until you can get somewhere a little more private i'm for it yeah me too i'm i'm not about the making out in public part but i'm all about the pecs little kisses the touches the holding hands i love it time for another quick break when we come back we'll be chatting about things you can do to keep your relationship feeling fresh we'll be right back welcome back to the dating and relationship show with laura Bellotta from singleinthecity.ca toronto's news today's talk 640 toronto Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show. It's Sunday night and we are approaching Valentine's Day, guys. And this week I'm joined by my guest, Ms. Annie Parker, and we are chatting about keeping your relationship alive and full of love. Now, I believe that you should be doing this 365 days out of the year, right? We should be celebrating Valentine's Day. Um, so I think that we should be on... La, 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 um, Okay. Can I say this again? Sorry. Welcome back to the dating and relationship show on AM 640 Toronto. Valentine's Day is just around the corner. Uh, I'm your host, Laura Bellotta, joined by my guest this week, Ms. Annie Parker, getting back to our chat on keeping your relationship alive and full of love. Listen, guys, you should be keeping your relationship alive, spicy, and um, 
full of love 365 days out of the year. And that's what we are talking about today. You should always be making your partner feel special, filling their cup on a daily basis. And this is a sure shot way to, you know, to get your spouse's love and attention. It's going to make them feel special. And so let's talk about that, making your partner feel special, like all the time. So listen, I'm all about it, right? Like I'm always thinking about ways to like lift up my partner. What can I do for him today? You know, can I bake him a cake? I know he loves, he's like, he has a sweet tooth. So he loves when I, I bake him his pie. So like this weekend, you know, I baked him an apple pie. Um, massages, you know, he knows that I love a massage. So if my back is hurting, like he'll give me a massage. I do the same for him. So how important is it, Andy, that we're constantly thinking of ways to make our partners feel special? Absolutely. And honestly, I love when you said that it should be all year round because it really should. I've never really been like huge into Valentine's day because I'm like, why, why can't we just express our love for people all the time and not have to have a day to remind us, you know, that that almost seems a little sad, but, um, you know, it's the, it's the thought of it. So if, if you need a little reminder here, it is, you know, pay attention to your partner. I think there is nothing better and in nothing that'll really add to the longevity of the partnership than always wanting to be exploring your partner. There's always going to be something new that you can learn about your partner. If you listen, like Laura talked about that active listening earlier, pick up on little things they say, little things they like, right? If they, if one time you went by this bakery and your partner is like, oh, I went there once, it was really good. Run back there and pick something up and surprise them with it, right? It doesn't have to be anything huge. It can be just something thoughtful. Thoughtfulness goes a long way. Remembering stuff that they've said goes a long way. You know, if there's a spot that they're like, oh, I really loved it there. I went there and, and it was great. Take them back there for an afternoon, a night. I think honestly, little mini trips, a hotel for a night to get yourself out of your usual environment is huge. I love that. Thank you so much for mentioning that. And you know, what about dressing up, Annie? Because, you know, remember the way that you would dress to impress your partner when you were dating, right? Sometimes that just goes out the window. You would try to look your best when you were with them and then years pass, but you can still do that. Like revamp your wardrobe, try new hairstyle, tr you know, change your dressing style. Like you should be trying to impress your partner, honestly. Like, that should not be thrown out the window. And I find that a lot of people do that. But hmm, how do you feel about that? I know that you, you're you on the same uh, wavelength as I am. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, one of my best friends has been married for over 10 years. And, you know, her and her husband are best friends. I, I love seeing them together. And they, even though they live together, they both work from home they still do a date night at least once a week. Do they, they have kids? No, okay. they don't. And, and they have a date night. They never miss their weekly date night. And that means you make reservations, you get dressed up or you have tickets to something. You know what I mean? Like it's a real actual date. And this is over 10 years of marriage with them both working at home, seeing each other all the time. It's just something they've never, never given up. And I think 
that's just such an amazing thing to adopt into your weekly routine, right? Is planning that time where it's not you guys at home working. It's not you doing the daily business or grind or whatever it is. It's the two of you getting back to dating because look, you're going to have to be dating your partner for the rest of your life or as long as you're together. Yes, 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 yes. And then this leads us into sex. Yes, sex. Okay. You know, sex is such an important ingredient to spice up your relationship. So, you know, and I know that excuses can tend to get in the way a lot, but so, but listen, if your partner's too tired, you know, try maybe arousing them through a sensuous massage with essential oils, maybe light up the bedroom with some candles, prepare an aphrodisiac dinner for them. Um, and you know what, maybe just throw in some quickies, you know, there's nothing like a quickie, whether it's just before you're going to work or your partner's lunch break, <laughs> just be up for one, you know, it can leave you uh, in a great mood for the rest of the day. So I think it's important that we just continue to have sex with our partner. You know, what's funny, Laura is, um, you know, a lot of people will work out first thing in the morning to get it out of the way, like before they even realize that they're awake yet, or it's mm -hmm. part of the routine. Like someone get up at 5am, 4am. I hear about, about it. all. Yeah. The time. I honestly, I, like when people ask me, do I prefer sex in the morning or at night? Well, first of all, I prefer it all the time, but <laughs> I think sex in the morning is, is amazing. I think it's an amazing way to start your day, an amazing way to wake up. You don't have to worry about that. Oh, it's been a long day. I'm too tired before bed. You know what I mean? Cause you can be, you can have had a stressful day in one or both people are just like, can we just not tonight? You know? So if you, if you wake up in the morning and honestly, even if your partner is not awake or aroused yet, don't just poke at them or try to wake them up in a non-sexy way, <laughs> you know, really wake them up by kissing their neck, wake them up by kissing something else. Like just do it. in yeah. a. I remember, I'm sorry, but if you just poke at me first thing in the morning, that is not going to get me around. You're poking the bear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you need to do it at least in a cute way. But in that case, I love, I love to be, woken up in that manner in the morning. Yes. Listen to this advice. We know what we're talking about. <laughs> all right. Now, listen, we all have goals and we all have dreams. So I think that we need to be discussing our goals and dreams with our partner because listen, your partner, your spouse is your better half for a reason. So you need to be able to share your dreams, your aspirations, and your goals with them. And also when you're talking to them and you're sharing these goals and aspirations and dreams, you might get a better idea of, you know, you might just get better ideas in general just by talking to them. And also you need to be listening to them when they share theirs as well. It's time for another quick break. When we come back, we're going to continue our conversation on how to keep your relationship feeling fresh and alive. We'll be right back. Listening to the Dating and Relationship Show with Laura Bellata from singleinthecity.ca, Toronto's news. Today's talk, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the Dating and Relationship Show on AM640 with myself, Laura Bellata, and Ms. Annie Parker in studio tonight. Getting back to our discussion on building a relationship that lasts. Annie, how's it going? 
<laughs> I love this conversation, even though it's bright and early in the morning, I'm really enjoying this conversation because I think it's so important. I think people are looking for ways to spice things up and, and to keep the passion going in their relationships. Sometimes when you get into the day-to-day, -day, the routine, maybe the kids, all of that stuff, it's easy to, to have that flame doused out a little bit. So how do we rekindle, right? And that's what we've been talking about. And I love this. And there's so much more we can touch on. I feel like there's so much more about sex we could touch on. So, and especially right before Valentine's Day. Yeah. And I think it's normal too, Annie, to sometimes feel bored in our relationship. I think it's human to feel bored sometimes, even with someone that you love deeply, getting caught up with social media expectations of having a perfect relationship is unrealistic and it creates this unnecessary pressure on the partners. So I think it's important to, you know, discuss with your partner and, and give each other some time to identify the root of the cause of being bored. Don't, don't you agree? Like, cause I, I, do feel like as time goes on in a relationship, it's just, it, it can get boring. It can get stagnant. And I feel like you need to have a constant conversation about it and keep the dialogue open. Well, absolutely. Your partner should be your best friend. So you should be able to talk to them about anything. Right. And especially you know, start to pick up and notice when things are starting to get a little boring, stale or stagnant. And that might be when you need to, on a Saturday night, book a hotel room and get outside your environment. Like I mentioned earlier, getting outside your environment, especially when you live together and you're, you're together, you know, pretty regularly outside of work, or even sometimes with so many people working from home, you're just together all the time, getting outside, like away from your own bed and away from your own stuff is is often a way to kind of reinvigorate and, and spice things up a bit one of my friends who's also been married for a very long time i love them but i remember her telling me one time she has a bunch of different wigs in the closet and a bunch of different costumes and <laughs> right and when 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 they're feeling a little bored she'll pop on you know a red she's a beautiful brunette she'll pop on like a red wig and you know come out almost like a poison ivy type you know and it's just I thought that was so clever and so cute and even like, yeah, costumes, role-playing, different things like that. There are so many different things you can do. Take a Karma Sutra class together, right? If you're feeling like you need to, a Tantra class, that's a really big one. If you feel like you've kind of like exhausted all options here and you're, you're running out of ideas on how to spice things up. There are classes there, like coaches, mentors, we work with a lot of them. We both have learned so much that we could probably teach one ourselves. Like the possibilities are really endless if you really want to spice things up. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about, since we're on uh, that topic of spicing things up, let's talk about spicing things up over text messages. I sent a racy text message this past week and I got one yesterday as well. I was like, ooh. <laughs> Well, that's fun. <laughs> I think sometimes grabbing a phone and texting fun things to your partner can really spice up the relationship in ways that we can't even imagine. So send flirty messages. I know some people play online couple games. Some people indulge in role play on video calls. Some people have sex on video calls. There are so many different ideas. And so what do you, how do you feel about that? 
because I like it. When I got the, a message yesterday, I thought, ooh, it, it really did put me in the mood. So I like that. Right. And it really can. I mean, I think I think it's amazing. I think it's great, especially, you know, if you're away from each other for a day due to work or maybe you don't live with each other, especially especially if you are long distance for any period of time, you're going to have to learn how to emote over text, you know, be passionate over text or video, like you said. And honestly, just one little steamy text, and it doesn't even have to be anything too elaborate or, you know, outside of what you're comfortable with. It doesn't need to be X-rated, um, but one little steamy, passionate text that's even like teasing towards something that'll happen in the future is enough to really kick off the mood and make someone's day. So never underestimate what a little sentence can do. Mm -hmm. Also, be independent. I think we need a life of our own as well. I think it, when you do display independence, your partner is likely to get more attracted to you. I find that anyways, like I, I'm busy. I have a life of my own going on. I feel like I have more to talk about with my partner, more to share with my partner. And also it's like it, that in itself keeps the spark alive. Don't you agree with that? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, your life can't be all about the other person you do, you know, whether it's say you, you're a stay at home mom, you still have to carve out that time to like go to Zumba, go to spin class, go do something, right? Go, go take a, a pottery class, anything that's your own, you know, you have to have something of your own. So if you feel like you've kind of lost yourself in the relationship, which can happen really easily sometimes, you know, just remember to go, go take a class, go join a group, a meetup, something mm -hmm. of your own. So you have that. Thanks for joining us this evening for another episode of the Dating and Relationship Show. Valentine's Day is a fun chance to show your partner you love them, but it's important to remember to do that every single day. Now, ladies, if you need help attracting the love that you desire, join Ms. Andy Parker and I for our online workshop, Increasing Your Feminine Power on March 4th. Uh, and the workshop's going to teach you how to access your feminine energy to attract the man that you want. We're going to help you figure out what you truly want and deserve in a partner and a relationship. Learn confidence boosting skills because confidence is everything when you're dating. You're going to learn how to get the attention from the men that you want. You know, So you're going to go from the girl that they just want to have fun with to the girl to build with. And then also setting boundaries and command respect. We're going to teach you how to do that because Ms. Annie Parker and I are really good at that, aren't we, Ms. Annie Parker? <laughs> Absolutely. I can't wait for this. I mean, it, it's going to be so huge because it's stuff that we talk about with women all the time. So to condense it down to two and a half hours of just nonstop goodness and juiciness and energy work and meditation in there too. So good. Yay. All right. So if you want to keep the conversation going with us ladies, um, first of all, Annie, where can they find you? Absolutely. They can find me at Ms. Annie Parker, MS Annie Parker on Instagram, uh, Clubhouse, wherever you are. It's all the same. Okay. And if you want to sign up for that workshop, you can go to singleinthecity.ca. You can also join uh, some singles events, join our matchmaking service, get some day coaching. And also you can follow me on TikTok and Instagram at official Laura Bellotta. Well, thank you so much for joining us this week and happy Valentine's Day.